Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Thursday as they continue preparation for Sunday's matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They did announce before media availability on Thursday that Chris Jones and Charvarius Ward had been activated from the reserve COVID list. We heard from Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo as well as offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. We also heard from defensive end Frank Clark and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. We'll go in that order, starting with Spags, followed by Eric Bieniemy. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Frank Clark and Dave Tobe. Here's Spags. Funny, um, you play on a Thursday and have, I don't know, a couple of days to breathe. It seems like it's been a month since we played our last game, but. Uh, happy to be back in the swing of things on a Thursday practice. So with that, I'll just open it up. We'll go first to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach. Nick Bolton played uh, quite a bit. Most he's played 99% of snaps in, in the last game. Uh, I know that Willie was out, but just how much of that was, okay, we need to get him out on the field. How much was Willie? And then what did you think of, of that performance and that uh, you know widely extended look? Yeah, no, he did a great job. Um, most of it was because of missing Willie uh, more than anything. And then uh, I believe there was, I'm trying to remember the packages and what we were in, but some of it was getting him out there more. Uh, I, listen, we, we, we're trying to do that as much as we can, but we play a lot of guys. That's what we do. Um, and we didn't have as many guys in that game. So he certainly played a lot more. And uh, unfortunately he's dealing with, uh, you know, the thing he's got now, but a lot, anxious to get him back. He played a good game last week. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Good afternoon. Hi, Herb. You mentioned playing a lot of guys, and obviously there's a lot of juggling acts that are probably going to happen here in the next, you know, last day and then today yeah. and then probably tomorrow. But getting Chris Jones back and then Severus Ward, how confident are you that you're able to adapt better with at least those two back? Yeah, that helps. I mean, anytime you get, we'll call them vets back that have a foundation of reps in what we're doing, I think that's huge. Uh, you know, as coaches, we're always preparing for that to happen, trying to, we, you know, defensively, one of the things we do, and I think our assistant coaches do a great job is typically when we have a walkthrough, we do it in two groups. You guys have probably seen that. And that's mainly because we don't want the young guys standing around watching a walkthrough. You don't get as much out of it as that. So I think the foundation of getting those reps will hopefully help the guys that might have to step up and play for us. So next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Steve. Um, you know, we, we know Andy so much for his stability, um, but I, I also wonder if uh, maybe it's a little underappreciated how adaptable he's been in his career and how much this moment kind of speaks to that. Do you have a, a way you could describe that? And is it accurate? Very accurate, number one. And the words that just come into my mind when you talk about Andy is rock solid. Um, it's kind of simple, but, it, you know, Andy keeps it simple. He's direct. I think 
what's really great about working and playing for Andy is you know exactly what you're getting all the time and he's never going to panic. And that's reassuring for any of us in this business because there's going to be these ups and downs and, you know, sudden changes, sudden challenges, we call them, whether it's during the game or during the week, especially in the world we live in now. And uh, it's great to have Andy leading the, leading the charge here. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. And Brad, I'll, I'll have a quick follow-up. Uh, first of all, just to, to go a little deeper on Nick Bolton, um, his coverage ability, you know, he obviously has great field vision, like right linebackers have kind of that running back vision to see where the running back's going to go. He clearly has that. Is that something that translates to coverage as well? Or is, you know, is that a whole different skill set? One guy might be able to really diagnose the run, but he doesn't see the pass game as much. And how does Nick Bolton fare in that, that part? Yeah, I just think Nick is, I mean, what you're alluding to is, is Nick is very instinctive. And I think it's instinctive pass and run in my own opinion. He, you know, the one thing that's unique about being off linebacker is you see a lot of things in front of you happening really fast. And the guys that can dissect that real quickly are the guys that are real instinctive. In other words, it doesn't get cluttered for him. It's clean, whether it's a pull or a, you know, they're faking it to the run back and the offensive linemen are popping up and it's a pass read for him. He's really good at it. I think Matt does a great job with him and giving guys those looks during the week. But Nick, uh, the greatest trait I think Nick has is his instinctive ability and the vision. And I think those are the two things that you're talking about. And, and then, uh, you know, I know like, I know for us, when it comes to like testing, you know, we all get our tests to come out there. It's, it's either positive or negative, right? I'm curious, is the testing that you have there in the NFL go a little bit deeper in the sense that, you know, you, you get a sense for whether or not a guy's progressing, you know, like, did, did you know two days ago, Chris Jones was trending towards being ready to go or is it just zero or a hundred? Yeah, no, I, I kind of leave that up to Rick. So I just, when Rick comes to me and says, uh, so-and-so is good to go, <laughs> you know, we're good to go. Not really. I just, just leave that in the hands of the training staff, to be quite honest with you. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Steve. I have two questions for you. Um, what's your message and thought process to bring Ladarius Sneed back into the fold as, as smooth as possible? And then yeah. secondly, uh, given how much you rotate the defensive line, having all those guys intact, how much will that be important considering everything that's going on with the rest of the unit? Yeah, I mean, listen, we all keeping our fingers crossed that nothing happens between now and the game. So um, we're prepared – you know, with the D line, we'll, we'll keep the rotation going. I think that's going to benefit us going forward. We hope that the season goes a little bit longer than regular season. We know that's not guaranteed right now, uh, but getting all those guys involved is really good. Getting Legereus Sneed in there is we're pushing that. He was out there yesterday and today. He's kind of picked up where he left off. Uh, again, it's it's been a couple of games, but he's done such a good job and had so many reps at that particular position that we're, you know, we, we're positive and feel like he can step in there and do what he normally has to do. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. A um, couple yeah. things. First, um, I, I believe this is the first time you've uh, played against the Steelers since you've been back here. Just wondering what you see from Roethlisberger and this group that stands out to you. And, and Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, you know what, Adam? It's funny. You know, you when you're not watching the tape and the season's progressing and you hear little tidbits about how teams are doing – I mean, for whatever reason, things had come out. I, I expected to see a different Ben Roethlisberger, but you put tape on, 
He's still dangerous. He still loves to throw that deep ball, and he's really good at it. Um, he's getting the ball out really quick. I think you guys have probably seen that. Um, I think it's pretty public that he is one of the quickest is getting the ball out. And what they've been doing in the fourth quarter is of biggest concern, well, not biggest concern, but one of the big concerns. Uh, you know, that's probably a testament to Ben and, you know, never say die. And he's always finding a way to get to rally his team back. But I still see a real quality quarterback, in my opinion. Okay. And um, with regard to Chris Jones and Ward and um, Jerry Sneed, how do those guys look or how are they looking in practice uh, this week? Understanding that there's different issues maybe with all those guys. Yeah. Um, Legereus, you know, we had yesterday and today and he looked, you know, looked pretty smooth and natural. Now did not see very much of Chris and uh, Traverius, to be honest with you, just because they've been physically not doing anything for a while. And so we wanted to be really careful with the numbers of reps, uh, but hopefully tomorrow we can get them in there and wrap it up a little bit. Coach, that's all we have. Appreciate the okay. time. You got it. Thanks gang. First of all, I hope that everybody's, uh, <laughs> Doing well. Uh, I know we're all under the uh, the microscope now with what's going on with uh, with COVID. So hopefully everyone's family has remained safe and sound throughout all of this. Um, on top of that, uh, a lot of things has taken place over the past few weeks. Our guys are playing some good ball. It's time for us to get back on track and make sure that we're locked in and focused uh, on this particular week uh, at hand. With that said, I'm all ears. Let's go first to Herbie Tiofi. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. T.J. Watt is a guy that predominantly lines up over the right tackle. And obviously with the COVID situation, you've got some stuff going on with Lucas Niang, uh, Andrew Wiley on, on the injury report. But what do you tell these guys, whoever is lining up at right tackle, what they need to be aware of in preparation for a guy like T.J. Watt? Well, T.J., I mean, he's a great player. You know, it, it speaks for itself when they turn the tape on. You know, Coach Heck is going to coach those guys up just like he does each and every week. Next man up. When it's all said and done with, obviously we know that uh, who's ever lined up at that particular position is going to have his hands full. But also, too, we know that challenge. But the thing that we need to do is just go out and make sure that we're putting him in the best positions to have some success against it. We know what that guy presents. We know we're very well of who he is and what he's about. We're just looking forward to the challenge as well. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go down. Hey, Eric. Um... I know there's still time for uh, Travis and Tyreek to make it back and play on Sunday, but what's it going to look like? Assuming those guys don't make it back for Sunday's game, what's the offense going to look like without those guys? Well, I tell you what, there's going to be a whole lot of Kansas City Chiefs dressed up uh, out there with uniforms. You'll just be missing those two particular players. Adam, you know how we do things. Next man is up. You know, we take a tremendous amount of pride in making sure that our guys are ready. We have a great coaching staff. All right. That are smart coaches that have built relationships with the people that are in this building. These guys are looking forward to to that opportunity if presented. And the thing about it, they're fired up for it. So we're looking forward to it. Like I said, the next man up when it's all said and done with it's still the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got to go out there and play at a high level, regardless who's of uh, who's out there. Hell, I might take a snap. May not be good, but I'll take a snap. (laughs) Uh, all right, Coach, we'll go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Eric, um, last year, obviously, you went to pretty extreme measures to protect yourself from this virus. Um, and, and I'm going to kind of tie this into the game plan. You know, every week you, you game plan for the team, you game plan for the opponent. 
what's the game plan moving forward, um, you know, to try and protect yourself, but also telling the team to protect themselves from this virus? Well, first of all, the league has put up a lot of protocols that are, basically has everybody aware of what we need to do and how we need to do it. So I think the league is doing a great job right now of, of what their enhanced protocols uh, deals. You know, we just need to make sure that we're doing all the necessary things around the building. And when it's all said and done with, we can't control the things that we cannot control. You know, we just got to make sure that we're being diligent. We're being accountable to one another, but also too, just making sure that we're taking care of business. So now we don't put anybody else in harm's way. So when it's all said and done with, if we're doing it the right way, we'll give ourselves a chance to do what we need to do inside this building and on game day. Got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Coach. Uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what you've seen from Noah Gray, if he's ready to step up and take a bigger load, if, if he has to do that on Sunday. What specifically have you seen from him to let you know he will be ready for that? Well, first of all, Noah has done a great job since he's been here. I know during the offseason, uh, when we first got him here, we were very excited about what he brings to the table. I thought he actually had a hell of a training camp, and he showed tremendous improvement. And then he just continued to show improvement throughout the course of the season. Noah is a consistent player that has great hands. The kid loves to play the game. And, I mean, he's sat in that room with Travis Kelsey and have absorbed all that, that, uh, that knowledge, not only from him, but from Coach uh, Tom Melvin, who has coached uh, – you know, Kelsey up over the past few years. So we're not concerned or, uh, or worried about what Noah's not going to do. We just want him to go out there and maximize this opportunity if that was to happen, and he's the man. So we just want to make sure that he goes out there and enjoy himself and have some fun as well. Next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Eric. If the situation remains the way it is right now, um, and you guys have only one tight end available to you, just how much does that change sort of the formations that you guys can present to the Steelers? Or is there even a case where Michael Burton can play uh, different roles, maybe even having a six offensive lineman at times? How much does that sort of uh, come into play with the game plan if, if the circumstances are the way they are? Well, Nate, there's always a contingency plan. You know, now I'm not going to give away all the nuts and bolts on what we're going to do and how we have it planned. But, yes, we have everything mapped out. Like I said, we, our, our coaching staff have been together now for a number of years. We're not going to leave ourselves out there naked and not ready to play. We're going to go out there and make sure that we can have the best game plan ready with the players that we have available. And that just goes to show you the testament that we have about our coaching staff. Our guys do a tremendous job of teaching. That's the thing that I love about this group. But on top of that, we got good players in this building that have been waiting for opportunities if presented. So now it's all about these players going out there knowing that, hey, you know what? If this is an opportunity, I got to maximize it. But also, too, it's about us having the faith and the belief in them that they can go out there and do it. And that's one thing that we're looking forward to. We'll ask to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, uh, eager to see that snap. Uh, my question is sort of opposite of, of everybody else in, in the fact of you may be getting – Travis Kelsey and Tyree kill back. What's the dynamic of uh, getting the game plan and, and that version, if you will, of, of the game plan to them virtually and them having to potentially be ready without any work on the field this week? Well, if you know anything about Travis and you know anything about uh, Tyreek, you know, it, they may, uh, they're, they're out of the building, <laughs> but they're, they're part of every meeting on top of that. I guarantee you those guys are doing something on their own to make sure that they're in tune 
to what we're doing. I'm sure if those guys can run, they're on somebody's treadmill running right now within their homes, they're on a bike, doing whatever they need to do to get ready. So my concern is just making sure that they're healthy to come and play, okay? If they're healthy to come and play, we know what they can do and what they'll bring to the table. These guys have been a part of our system now for a number of years. They will be ready and prime if, if that opportunity presents itself. Coach E.B., we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Merry Christmas to everybody, and uh, you guys have a great holiday. You just heard from Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Now we'll wrap things up with defensive end Frank Clark and special teams coordinator Dave Tope. Hey, Frank, just uh, curious what you see when you uh, watch the Steelers on on video. Uh, led by a veteran quarterback, you know, who knows all the tricks and trades of the game, um, has obviously, you know, been successful and has won in this league. And, um, you know, just going with a team who's, you know, of course they're going to rally around them him and um, their coach and, uh, you know, they fighting for, you know, position. So just like we are, um, no one has anything given to them at this point. You know, everyone's still battling for, you know, spots in the, you know, in the, in the playoffs and, um, you know, fighting to finish the season off strong. So, you know, a tough team, you know, Pittsburgh still is tradition. They've always been tough, um, you know, great, great, great front guys, you know, um, great. They got a great set of core, you know, the receivers and stuff like that. Um, you know, two, I feel like they got two solid running backs. Um, definitely the strength of their position. Um, I think Najee Harris is playing some good football this year as a rookie coming in. So, um, you know, hats off to him. Next to Sam McDowell. Hey, Frank, what's up, man? Um, what's, up? what's the uh, what's the mood like in the locker room this week with what you guys are going through with the COVID stuff? And, and for you personally, are there any adjustments that, that you're making given what your team's going through? Um, you know, stand, <laughs> stand to yourself more and, um, stand out the way. Um, I'm not a guy who's big on just, you know, doing stuff during the season anyway. I don't, I don't really go out or I don't really, um, leave outside my house actually during the season, honestly. Um, I've always been like that. Um, you know, I kind of reserve leaving outside of the doors of my house for the off season. Um, also just, you know, making sure that, you know, taking precautions when family coming in, understanding that. You know, you may want to see those family members you haven't seen in a minute and stuff like that. But also you have a job, you have, um, you know, responsibility to, you know, another hundred people where you work at, you know, the, and they trust that you're doing everything in your power. So, you know, it's just having accountability for oneself. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go Pete. Right, I have a, a very quick follow-up. Um, Frank, I'm just curious, what kind of frustration sometimes can it be when you're playing a quarterback um, like Big Ben, uh, who gets rid of the ball so quickly? Um, just how do how do you go about and just and stay active in the game like that? I mean, you kind of trust that he's not going to beat you. You know, um, Big Ben. A lot of percentage of his passes, you know, him getting the ball out fast is you know the fact that he's always you know throwing checkdowns at a higher weight than the average quarterback. Um, that's I mean, it takes nothing but you know two two drops and you know for him to get into his throwing rotation to get the ball out. You know, it's not a defensive end or an interior lineman who's going to get to the ball, you know, with a guy go doing that. So hats off to him. Like I said, 17 years, you know, everything. So um, he understands, you know, one of the strengths of our team is, you know, our pass rush when he gets going. So, um, you know, I'm sure he, the last thing he wants us to do is get in, you know, rhythm doing that and, you know, to get warmed up and, you know, for us to be hitting all on him, you know, I'm sure he wants to be able to continue to do what you're saying, you know, getting that ball out. Next to Dave Tope. 
And just a, a quick other thing, we won't get Chris. Um, how excited was he to be back out there today, and, and how did you guys receive him? Uh, man, it was dope. You know, I believe he's been out for like 10 days or something like that. You know, anytime you get one of your guys out, not just Chris, but any other, you know, any other guys, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you happy to see him back. You know, you want to see all your guys healthy. You know, it's fortunate. You know, this, uh, you know, this crisis going on with, you know, the, the, the stuff in the air COVID and stuff, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, that it's kind of taking a wave right now and it's taking waves of people out and getting waves of people sick, family included. Um, you know, just hope everyone, you know, stand healthy. You know, it's unfortunate it's happening to around the holiday season, you know, it can, can, you know, enable some of these people from seeing their families, some families from being able to, you know, come in and travel and, um, you know, just, you know, kind of think of it in that, in that aspect, you know, it kind of sucks, but, you know, like I said, it was just happy seeing some of the guys back. Last two, we'll go Todd Lebo and then Adam. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Frank, uh, you guys got the, you know, job taken care of out there Thursday. And did you, did you spend some time watching football this weekend and you see the Patriots lose and the Titans lose? What's that do for the spirits of the team as well to know that you took care of business and now you're sitting in that one seed that a lot of people didn't think was possible a couple of months ago? Um, it's pretty dope. Uh, honestly, you know, I, I ain't watching no football. When we had some time off, I was relaxed with my family. I took my family, you know, away, got us away. You know, my kids and stuff, went, took them to see Santa Claus. My daughter loves Santa Claus, so, you know, she's going through that stage where, you know, she thinks Santa Claus going to, you know, fly here to Kansas City, drop her presents off, and got to get on a Delta flight back or something like that. So um, I got to be Santa Claus in a few days, man. So I was kind of, you know, giving all my attention to my kids and my my uh, my girl and stuff like that, you know, family rules. So, um, you know, I also understand, you know, um, positions. So, you know, us just doing what we got to do. I've been said, I said it. Shit, two months ago, I'm like, man, we keep everything in house and stay focused on us here. You know, at um, you know, one Arrowhead Drive, you know, everything with us is gonna go right. Yes, we're we got seasoned veterans, man. We got guys who are veterans to success and to understanding how you know struggles go sometimes during the season. So, you know, um, I feel like at the end of the day, man, we just you know sticking and loving this groove, um, enjoying watching these teams. Um, you know, lose to help put us in position while we're winning and, you know, just playing football, man. Just like I said, steady rallying, trying to keep everybody around us, um, build up one another and um, go from there. Last one to Adam Tesher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Frank, um, back to Chris Jones for a second. What was it like for him to have to kind of at the last minute have to miss a big game like the one in L.A.? How, how difficult was that for him? Um, you know, it sucks, man, because the last guy, you know, who, who who wants to be out is Chris. Um, that boy want to be out there. You know, that's a football player for you if, if it ain't one, man. And, um, you know, last minute, you know, you plan to have all your guys around going into, especially with Chris being so um, instrumental into the pass rush and those different type of plans. You know, it's hard when you go through the whole week and you have a guy who's included in everything, you know, related to scheme. And um, a guy like that's out, yeah, you can say, yeah, step up. Yeah, we need the next guy to step up. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, just respectfully, it's no player that's going to be able to step up and fill the role of a Chris Jones. Um, you know, they can, you know, try their best and get her all. You know, that's literally what you can expect. But, um, you know, having a guy like him back is going to open up a lot of things. I know it'll open up a lot of things for me. Um, you know, try to get this slide off me a little bit. You know what I mean? Try to, you know, have Chris move outside or something like that to take on the chip block. I don't know, man. We're just going to have a little bit more fun. My boy's back now. Frank, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you guys, man. Hope you guys have a great day.
Hey, Coach, good afternoon. How are you? Great. Hey, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody before I forget. All right. And ahead. a Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, go ahead. Two questions here for you, Coach. Uh, one, obviously a new kicker, Elliot Fry. How does he look out there, and then what's your confidence level of him if you have to kick a long-distance kick, not have a follow-up after this? Yeah, he's uh, he's really done a good job in the short time that he's been here. It, it, it says a lot about his work ethic. I mean, he came in and really got got with uh, Tommy and, and and Winchester and got the operation down. That was the first thing we had to learn how you know how he wants the ball held, and and then Tommy had to adjust to that first. And then uh, he, he's really done a good job in practice. He's he's made his field goals. Uh, not sure about his range. You know, I don't want to talk about range right now, just because I don't want to put him in a spot right now. And but. Uh, you know, we'll find out what he is at the game. You know, I mean, it depends on the weather and the wind, just like we, we do with Bucker. Uh, it'll change day to day, you know, as, as it goes. And lastly, I know last week, um, obviously a couple of players down because of reserve COVID and you had a lot of practice squad players come up. How much of a challenge is that for you to get them quickly indoctrinated in, into special teams? Because that's a lot of their role uh, for these games. Yeah, a lot of those guys that, uh, you know, that we're going to be calling on this week, that they've been up before, so. Uh, we, you know, those guys have experience. So we feel like we can just dial those guys up. We don't even know who they are yet because we're still getting our guys back. You know, every, every day we, we get another guy back and, and that's, that's a good thing. That's the positive thing. So, uh, you know, we're going to wait till the last minute, you know, until we find out who we're going to pull up, but those guys that are on that practice squad, you know, fortunately this year, you know, they, they've gotten a lot of experience, fortunately or unfortunately, how you want to look at it. But uh, you know, for us, uh, we'll be able to uh, plug and plug and play on my end of it. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, just zoning in on on the returning position. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be Hughes or Hardman at, at punt, but uh, kick returner, if Pringle has to play an expanded role on offense, would it be somebody else there, and, and who would you have in mind? We still go We still go Pringle. Uh, Pringle, you know, I, I think Pringle fits what we do, you know, the best. Um, we're not getting a lot of them. I mean, a lot of teams are kicking back, you know, kicking away from us, uh, you know, if it's a real windy day or a cold day and, and we're getting a lot of a lot of kick returns, we might think about doing something different. But if we're only getting one, you know, if they make a mistake and kick to us, uh, you know, because they uh, miss hit the ball or something, I'd rather have Pringle back there and have that one. So we'll, we'll put him we'll line him up back there. Uh, you know, if we're getting a lot of them, we might u- think about using somebody else as well. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Coach, a, a couple of quick things here. Number number one. You know, I know you want to talk about distance on on field goals, but how about kicking touchbacks? What's his fry uh, look like as far as he, that goes? That that he he does a nice job. I mean, we because we he, he was one of the guys we came in and and, and worked out, uh, and and he did a real good job on on his workout, and then he he did a good job today on kickoff. So uh, we feel that he can kick touchbacks if we ask him to. A lot of times we don't. You know, he could kick a high ball and and, and keep it short to where we got to cover it too. So he gives us a variety of. of you know, the ways to go there. And as far as, um, you know, just when you get a chance to get into kick in the stadium before game day, you, you have a chance to maybe do it the next couple of days. Is yeah, that's a little it. different than your, than your we, practice field. No question. Uh, we went over there today and he kicked a, he had a really good workout. Uh, we went over today after we kicked at our place or our practice facility, we went up there and uh, kicked a bunch of kicks going both ways. We, we had the, the wind that we're probably going to get for Sunday, what we think. And, and it was a good, good session today. So, Feel good about where we're at right now. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Dave, you, you mentioned it earlier. Just when did you guys work out Elliot? And, and can you kind of explain the, the the scouting process as to, I'm sure, looking at what he did last year with the Atlanta and obviously um, 
if, if preseason games were the best indicator uh, in terms of bringing them in for a workout. Our scouting department, they're on top of it. They do such a great job, Veach and all those guys. So, you know, they gave me a list of guys uh, and they said, who do you like? And, uh, you know, we, we narrowed it down to a, a couple of guys and brought a couple of guys in and, and, and the best man won. I mean, and that, that's the way that's the way it rolls. So I've uh, been there before. Um, you know, we, we've had to bring in kickers before. You know, the long, it was a long time ago now. But, uh, you know, obviously, Bucker, we took out the practice squad. But when I was back in Chicago, we had workouts for guys and it was very similar. Uh, you know, Robbie Gold was a guy that came in on a workout, for example, you know, and way back when. And he ended up being a guy that we picked and he ended up being a great, great player. So. Uh, hopefully this is a, you know, the stepping stone for the kid. He does a good job and, and other teams notice him and, and, and it could be a start of a, a great career for the guy. We'll go last to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Dave, um, what tells you that Elliot Fry is ready to go? What tells you that, did you see something from him in South Carolina or at uh, with the Falcons? We liked, him, or, yeah. we liked him coming out. We, we, we had a really good grade on him coming out of South Carolina. Uh, didn't really look at the Falcons game. He was, you know, uh, over the over the time he's he's been a lot smaller. Like he's gotten bigger. He's gained like thirty pounds since we he was at the Bears. I know I know that the you know Chris Tabor is at the Bears. He he worked for me when I was at Chicago, so I called him about him, and and he told me that you know he he was a lighter guy and you know but wasn't that strong. But he that was thirty pounds ago. He gained thirty pounds since he was at the Bears, and his leg is a lot. It's gotten a lot stronger. So that's that really impressed me. So. Um, you know, we all talk, we all, we all know about every guy that's out there and, uh, and, and he won the job. I mean, he came in and, and, and he, he was the better kicker that day. And that's really all I have to go on. I mean, we, we're going to put him in the game and he's going to roll and he's going to, he's going to do a great job for us. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining okay, us. Okay, Take care.